Welcome to today's study with Pastor Rick. Reaching thousands around the world by radio and online, Pastor Rick provides answers to the challenges of everyday living. Hi, this is Pastor Ricky Temple. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but I am having a great day and I pray it's beautiful where you are. We're going to step into the Word of God today and show you some principles that will help you unlock some truths in your life. It's always a joy for me to share the Word with you and I pray that it's practical and helpful. So sit back and enjoy today as we share a principle that will uplift your life and take you hopefully to a better place. Enjoy. Today, uh, I'm teaching something I've been working on for months. It is uh, the core of a series that, that has really helped me. It is uh, a study about one word. And the word is transparency. Everybody say that word, please. We're in a series in the year. And in this series, I've been talking about intentional living, living life on purpose. My goal in the whole year is to help you understand the importance of being intentional. Deciding what you want for your life. Oh, if I can just get you to get this whole thing down. Father, I pray that what we talk about today would come alive in the hearts of your people. I pray that this message would soak into the souls of your people and they would get it. The power of intentional living. Not waiting for things to happen, but making it happen. Making something happen that's powerful. I thank you and I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. A lot of people think life is accidental. They think that you can just wish it would happen, be around the right people, and somehow it's just going to come together. Well, that's not true. I believe that things happen because you intentionally, intentionally go after. The Bible said, seek, knock, and ask. Matthew 7. There's something about being intentional. In this study today, This is one of those intentional things you have to make happen in your life. You have to be intentionally transparent. Intentionally honest. That's what the word transparent basically means. It means to be an open, honest person. Now, I'll explain later on in in, in one of our studies that I'm not saying go and tell everybody everything. I don't don't believe in that. I don't think you have to tell everybody everything. But but I, I think... When people ask me things I don't want to tell them, I'll just tell them I don't want to tell you that. I'll just say, well, you know, I'm not going that far. One, you know, people call, how much, how much is in your portfolio? Pardon? You mean how much money do I have? What's your name? <laughs> but that's okay. I guess just an awkward moment for the person. I don't know. There are people that mean well, and they just sometimes say the wrong thing the wrong way. And you, but I'm, I'm pretty transparent. I think there's something, there's something that changes when you're like that. I believe transparency is the key that will change everything in your life. It's changed everything in mine. Now, I, I wanted to um, back up for a minute, and I want to look at transparency in your family, transparency in church, and transparency in your profession. There are many professions that are not very transparent. Politics is one. You really don't know who you're hearing, what you're hearing, whether it be Republican, Democrat, or Independent, who's running, not running. It could be a very foggy industry, very foggy calling, profession. I think 
families are often not very transparent. You, you know, when families come to our church and they, they have great trials, and, and a person comes to me and says, oh, my life is so hard, oh, this is so difficult. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm tempted to say, oh, the world has been mean to you. But the real question is, what did you do? If we were being transparent, what part did you play in sowing yourself to this place? This is some, there, there, there's got to be a part you play. And if you can just for a moment back up and say, this is my contribution to this. Our marriage is challenging, but this is where I contributed. I wasn't honest about this or that. I didn't, you know, maybe I didn't pay attention to something. If your finances are challenging, okay, come on now. You got the credit card, right? In, in your pocket, right? You swiped it. Come on, let's be honest. So you, we can go through a list of things I know I can in my life when I can say, okay, I need to own up to that. If I'm transparent, I'm honest. I thought my way was the way. As a matter of fact, that's what makes evangelism so difficult around the world. That's what makes missions work so hard because Americans think that God's American. Georgians think God is Georgian. Californians know God is from California. There's a sense of we know. And God says, if I can be transparent with you, if we can make this a two-way conversation, I'm nothing like you. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. Isaiah 55. You are not like me. I am trying to get you to be like me. I'm trying to bring you to a place where you see me differently. If you define me by your church and what goes on in these walls with these 50 people or 100 people or 1,000 people, you don't understand me. So this whole conversation for me, this transparent study, has brought me to a place of great humility. Because if I'm really honest and if I'm really transparent, I've, I've sometimes misrepresented my culture as if it was God's culture. And I've made God, I've kind of boxed him in to the way I see the world. My goal today is to help broaden that a little bit. And so that brings me to seven types of transparency that this study has brought me to, and I want to share them with you quickly. Seven types. Repeat this with me, please. Say transparent, transparent. Honesty. honesty. That's the first one. I pose a question. When we communicate, are we being truthful? Are we being transparently and totally honest when we communicate? I don't think we are. I think, I think there's always that tendency to hold back. What you heard just now was a transparent moment. I told the truth. I, I said, this is how I used to think. This, this is the way I, I felt. Sometimes when we communicate to people, they can tell that's not the whole story. Transparent honesty changes everything because when people talk to you, if they know you're going to tell the truth, it changes everything. If you're girded about the truth, they get this feeling. They don't have to ask you a second or a third time. Your yay is yay and your nay is nay. Your yes is yes and your no is no. The second word I want you to think about is transparent management. Say that with me, please. Come on. Transparent management. Most of the time when we manage our life, and I share this with leaders most of the time. Most of the time, I don't think all leaders are transparently honest. And I think if we're not careful, we're not transparently managing everything that needs to be managed. We're managing things, but everything is not on the table. 
I made that mistake in my marriage. I've made that mistake in my life. I've made that mistake in business. Everything, if I'm really going to be transparent, if I'm really going to have the blessing God wants in my life, I have to put everything on the table. Now, when I, when I talk to certain people, I know I can't put everything on the table. But I've got to have a key group of people. When they look at me, when they deal with me, every single thing is on the table. It changes the game when people know he's not hiding anything. And we are dealing with all the issues, all the bills. There's no hidden bills, no hidden credit cards, there's no hidden issues. Everything is on the table. When I come to the church and I laid out our financial dynamics we were facing some years ago, I put everything on the table. Here's what we need to face. Here's what we need to change. Here's what we need to cut back. It changes the game when you do that. Some of you are praying for God to help fix things in your life, and he can't because you're not transparently honest. You're not, you don't manage everything transparently. You put part of it on the table, half of it off the table. It's never everything. I find that when I counsel married couples, most of the time I don't get the whole story the first time. I never get it with just one person. Rarely do I get the whole story with one person. My favorite question is, what would your mate say if they were talking to me? Oh, you mean them? Yeah, yeah. What would they tell me? Well, well they're wrong, but here's what they'd say. <laughs> See, now I, I, I get at least everything on the table. They fired you on your job. What would your boss say? What would your boss's definition of your work be? Well, they say, good, now we're starting to put everything on the table. So let's manage everything, all the facts, all the issues. And it just changes everything when, when you do that. Bring me to the third transparency I want to talk about. Say transparent abilities. <laughs> Here's the question. Are you in the best position to help us succeed? I found that when you talk about transparency, some people just have a real problem with not only being honest and not only managing everything, but they have a real hard challenge with being honest about their abilities. You can't do everything, and you shouldn't be in every slot. Here's what I want you to think about. Your abilities should determine your placement, not your desires. Your abilities in an organization should determine where they place you, not your desire. You may want to be a manager, but you may not have that ability. You just may not. I walked into a place one time, and I was going to be It was one of those... Um, Marketing places you call, I was trying to get a job, you know, I was in one of those job hunts. You have been like, I need a job. And I was in one of those moves. And I went to this place, and I was, it, was a, it was a marketing place where they call and, and ask people to make a payment on a bill or something. And the guy came in, I said, hey, I'm Ricky Temple, and I'm looking for a job, and, um, and uh, you have any openings? And he looked at me, he said, you wouldn't fit here. You, you're too nice. He did, he told, he told me up front, he says, listen, son, you're too nice. You wouldn't work here. You try to find another job. And I never had anybody tell me that. But I came in and said, hey, this is Ricky Temple. Glad to meet you. He looked at me like, you can't do this. You got to be mean. You got to call him and threaten him. You're too Christian. And he didn't hire me. Your ability should determine your placement, not your desires. If you are placed in a position that you are not qualified for, you can burn, you can harm or destroy a person or an effort. You can become the reason why a family, a church, uh, uh, an organization where you work isn't successful. If I'm honest about my abilities, I, and if I'm transparent, God can take that and use that. 
There's something that happens when I get honest and say, this is my skill. I wrote a reverse for you. It's Romans chapter 12, verse 3 through 5. If you go through the verse, it says, I say through the grace given to me to everyone who's among you, not to think of himself, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think how soberly. That means to be balanced, be mature, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. In other words, you have a certain measurement of ability. Other people have a measurement of ability. For we... For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same what function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. You have to understand your placement. I hear something all the time that I think is absolutely amazing. I don't believe it. People say, you know, your second career, you could have been a stand up comic. I could not do that. That's not I might be funny here and there, but I'm not that guy. I couldn't stand up and do that. I couldn't. I'm not that guy. That's not my function. I'm, I'm not, a, I, I want to be a policeman, but I realize I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I thought I was, but, you, but I'm not that guy. You're, you need to be really honest about your abilities, and that's going to bring you to the next one, transparent analysis. Say that with me, please. Come on. Transparent analysis. How often do I check what I'm doing? How often do I analyze my life, allow myself to be analyzed? There's something about being able to say, I'm willing to review my life. A lot of ministries don't succeed because it requires a constant system of review that tells the truth. It forces everyone to be reviewed on a routine basis. Churches, ours included at times, hates reviewing people. We, we think it's judging. And so you don't have times of analysis. This is my season of the year when I analyze our staff, our church, our everything. Plans, personally. I, I have seasons when I do this. There's something about Knowing where you are and, and putting it all on the table, being transparently honest, managing it all, looking at your abilities. Are you at the end of a career? You need to change. Where are you in your life? There's something about that. There's something that changes when you do that, which brings me to the next thing that I think is probably one of the most important things I'm going to say today. Say transparent partnership. Now, I, I want to talk about the pastor in the church for a minute, but I want to talk about it broadly for a minute. Transparency changes everything. If you're honest, if you manage everything, if you're honest about your abilities, if you're the kind of person who can analyze everything and put it all on the table, it's amazing what it will change. But one of the things that really spoke to me in this study was I began to think about when you're transparent, one of the things we're not transparent about the most is the partnerships we have. I cannot, in managing my children, be successful if I'm not partnering with my wife. If we don't have a partnership, a sense of unified commitment, you and I have these children and we have to partner together in how we raise them, what we teach them, what we'll do. What's our schedule going to be like? It's a partnership. It's not all about Ricky Temple. It's about us. It's not about you. It's about us. And I think that in a lot of ways, partnerships aren't transparent. And, and I, th I think it's true in families. It's true with churches and pastors. Most of the time, and this is my observation after 32 years of pastoring, the church and the pastor become distant. There is a, there's a slow wall that develops because they don't develop a partnership. It happens in marriages. It happens in companies. It happens with the CEO in the company. It happens with the management teams where people are no longer working together. They're working on their own success. They're building their own kingdom within a kingdom. 
And so there's no partnership. So it's Ricky Temple Ministries, and I'm, I'm, I'm not against guys who do this. I, I have my own thing, you know. Um, so I understand I have the corporation that I have. And so I get that. I get that, you know. But I don't need to ever be doing stuff and excluding you to the point that I'm not even concerned about you. I'm building my own life. For example, I'm traveling, and you don't know why. Why is he off once a month? Why am I off once a month? You ready? Here is the secret. I want to live. I've been doing this for 32 years, and I think the pastor deserves one week off. Everybody say amen if that's true. All right, here we go. All right, if you need it. What if we're talking about your week off? <laughs> Partnership is understanding the other person's side. Partnership is saying, we want you to do this for 20 more years. Partnership is saying, we got to keep you healthy. Partnership is everybody's engaged. Number six, here's a big one. This is one you've never heard a preacher probably talk about. Number six, say, I'm transparent. Say it again, come on, transparent, come on. Entrepreneurship. What is that big word, Pastor? Where is that in the Bible? It's called prospering. It's the idea that you come to a point where you're transparent and really honest about one question. What is the plan to grow resources? What is the plan? What is your plan to grow your resources? What is your plan to enhance your financial abilities? Now, I think churches are just not transparent about that. I think we're not transparent. Pastors aren't, pastors aren't transparent. They just kind of get up and, and it's a lot of pressure. You got to get up and say something financially, you know, anointed, especially before the offering. You, 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 you kind of dream up stuff. You kind of pray, you know. And so I was dreaming one day and I saw an angel flying and the angel spoke. You know, yeah, no angel, you just need some offering. You need an offering. You need, you need money. Well, here's the deal. How about, let's do this. Let's just, let's just make money. Let's just make that a focus. Let's be intentional. Let's not hope. Let's be transparent. Some of you and your family, one of the best things you can do is to meet with each other and say, we are broke. And we are living from week to week, and it's time for that to stop. It's time for that to end. We cannot continue to live this way. There's something powerful that happens when a group of people band together and decide to change their life and become entrepreneurs. I love the word entrepreneur because what it means is, Webster defines it, as one who organizes, manages, and, watch that, organizes and manages and takes on the risk of a business. A church qualifies for this definition because you got staff, you got buildings, you're growing, you got all this stuff. If you don't make, and I want you to hear me, if, a friend of mine said this to me, it was so powerful, he said, if you don't raise world-class money, you'll never do world-class ministry. You'll never be able to have an effective ability to touch lives. You'll always have to beg and plead, and every few minutes you're up talking about it, and it's always on the table, and everybody's always frustrated. It's just wonderful when you have an issue, you can just make a transfer. It's just wonderful when you have an issue, you don't have to make every friend you meet about money. I don't like, here's what you can do for me. If you come in this church, don't see me as a client. Don't come and I, I want to talk to you, Pastor, because I got a business deal for you. Uh, that's going to be an instant talk to my staff. Well, I can help you. No, no. 
No, because then I start playing that game. You know, well, let me see what you're driving. Let me see where you live in. Let me see. Then we get into that, all that stuff, because I may be doing better than you. But see, you see me as a client. I'm like, you see, even this whole thing is crazy. I shouldn't even be talking like this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I, I don't want to see you as potential givers. I don't want to see you as income-producing units. I want to see you as God's people called to join with me in partnership to touch the world for God. And when we give, we give because we have a heavenly mission and we have a heavenly calling and we know that we will be blessed if we give. Come on, amen. I'm not, I'm not selling you insurance. I'm not selling you shoes. I'm just going to tell you about Jesus and challenge you to honor God in your giving. Come on, amen. Are you hearing me? But, but here's, here's the kicker. I don't think it's wrong for a church to be business-minded. I don't think it's wrong for a church to be entrepreneurial. I don't think it's wrong for us to sow seed into the future so that our children will not be broke. I think we need to do something by build smart buildings, uh, manage our money in a smart way, build strong assets and cash so we can stand up and be God's people and fight and win. Come on, say amen. Are you hearing me? I believe that. Ricky, where you at? Come up here, son. Join me. With my daughter in here? Where's she at? Come on, both of y'all. I told y'all I was, was going to call you back, didn't I? Come up here. I want to show you something. You see, the benefit of transparent analysis is it leads to transparent benefits. You my oldest? Yes. Stand right there. Face me, boy. <laughs> Stand there. Come here. You get behind him. This is my family right here. Diane's out there. See? Now, you want to join the family, Diane? Come on. You're the only one not up here. No, no. I got this you two right now. Come on. These are my children I birth. You got me? I know you carried the baby. I understand, but I was involved. All right. All right. Now, here. Now, here's the deal. I'm the leader of the family, right? Come on up here, Diane. Get in front of Ray. Right there. Now, behave yourself. You can cut up now. Now, let me show you something. Look at your notes. Stay there, folks. Each generation, has a, each generation has a responsibility to grow in a certain place in the journey. One generation starts to dream and carries it to the end of their growth ability. Listen to that. One generation starts to dream and carries it to the end of their growth ability. The next generation starts and builds on top of the past generation's teachings and ability. The challenge is that each generation following has the potential to stagnate and fall into blind management. Once we pass this to you, does it stop with you? Does it stop with you? Where does this go? What's the next step when children are added? There's something powerful about this image. I want you to see this. If I do my part, if I'm transparent and I'm open, the benefit is it blesses them. It, leaves, it gives them the ability to go to college. It gives them the ability to do what I couldn't do. I couldn't afford braces when I was a kid, but they all had braces. Smile. <laughs> My mama didn't finish college, but every one of them finished college. That right? Smile again. <laughs> four years. They finished in four years. 
almost missed this. I almost missed this. I was one day away. One, 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 I, oh boy, one kiss away. I made a decision not to, to, to follow up with the relationship with somebody. And I remember the moment. This person came up to me, and, and it was a moment. In that moment, I said, no, no. <laughs> I love you. God bless you. I got to go. I got to go. There's a moment to be or not to be. That is the question. There's a benefit if you are transparent. It changes everything. It changed it for them. It changed it for me. It changes it for you, and it changes it for this church. I want you to become transparent. I want you to say in Jesus name, I'm going to be girded about with truth. I'm putting everything on the table. We're not going to hold anything back because I want everything God has for me. You are a part of my blessing because I was transparent. Thank God. Did you get the message today? Come on. Thank you. all God bless you. Well, that's it for today. You know, it's always a joy to have you join me here. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple, and it's always a joy. You know, there's so many things that happen in life that can make you rattled and make you lose perspective. But remember, stay cool. I always say all seas on deck. Stay cool, calm, and collected. When things are pushing you up against the wall, you push back and trust God, and you'll make it. See you next time. God bless. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message from Pastor Ricky Temple. Watch more encouraging messages from Pastor Rick at www.rickytemple.tv. If you'd like a copy of this message, click on the bookstore tab at rickytemple.com where you can watch Pastor Rick live and get information about our ministry. Join us next time for another uplifting message.